can check us out on all major podcast platforms, iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and anywhere you listen to podcasts. Check out our social media on Instagram at Menovation and Facebook at Menovation Podcast. Episode 76 of the <laughs> Menovation. I want to make so many dirty jokes right now. <laughs> Appropriate. Uh, yeah, <laughs> we are talking. We are continuing our conversation about pornography. Um, make sure to go back and listen to episode seventy-five, where we kind of just get into it, share a little bit of our own personal experiences, share some stats, and just start to open up this massive topic. Uh, in this particular uh, segment of this, we're going to talk how porn affects the brain, and we all know as Christians, right? Like, don't look at porn, right? Um, that's pretty, pretty common note. But like, if you're not a Christian, why should you not look at porn? Um, and then we're going to probably talk about some strategies on how to be successful not looking at porn, uh, whether that's No Nut November or something <laughs> else. So, yeah, I mean, obviously, as Christians, we know um, it's such a, it, it's a massive topic, you know, lust, you know, lusting after something that's not yours, et cetera, et cetera. Then looking at porn, how it affects your brain. Um, how it affects your future marriage, right? And I think those are some of the key things that you could really take into um, whether you're a Christian or not. So, uh, okay, so it's interesting. Uh, porn, um, I'm pretty sure, is being labeled a public health crisis in some areas. Uh, this article is from 2019. Um Research has shown that pornography is correlated with physical changes in the brain. The visual stimulus of pornography hijacks the brain's reward system and overwhelms it with unnatural prolonged dopamine levels, which we talked about. Mm -hmm. And the result uh, is the brain physically deteriorating in shape, size, and chemical balance. Um, pornography can often lead to depression, feelings of isolation, which we kind of touched on last episode. It can cause us to view ourselves in a negative light, like we aren't worthy of love. Uh, perhaps worst of all, it costs. Uh, it can cost uh, friendships, relationships. Um, when we damage our brain, it changes us. The impact of pornography isn't some abstract occurrence over in brainland. It's a serious issue that affects us on deep personal and day-to-day -day lives, um, which I don't think anybody is going to. Uh, argue with so here we go uh this website is literally called your brain on porn <laughs> this is your brain on porn <laughs> like, the, like the drug thing I, oh i think it's a movie is oh, it yeah. oh, is oh it's really? like a movie uh i was just i was thinking like this like, like this is your brain on drugs <laughs> the show's like your brain. Right. <laughs> no not quite that <laughs> Okay, here, <laughs> neuroscience.com. Okay, so pornography has existed throughout recorded history. We were talking about a little bit about that. Transforming introduced in new ways of the medium. Hundreds of sexual explicit um, and sculptures were found. Mount Vesuvius, blah, 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 blah. Uh, yeah. Okay. Forget about statues and stuff like that. Too. Yeah. Like Greek yeah. goddesses. And uh, impacts of <laughs> porn consumption. In the long-term, pornography seems to create sexual dysfunctions, especially the ability to achieve erection or orgasms with real-life partner. Um, mar marital quality and commitment to one's romantic partner also appears to be compromised. No duh. Um, 
Uh, okay, yeah. So trying to explain these effects, some scientists have drawn the parallels between porn consumption and substance abuse. Through the evolutionary design, the brain is wired to respond to sexual stimulation with surges of dopamine. The neurotransmitters most often associated with reward anticipation uh, also acts to program memories and information into the brain. This adaption means that when the body requires something like food or sex, the brain remembers where to return to experience the same pleasure. Instead of turning to a romantic partner for sexual gratification or fulfillment, uh, habitated porn users instinctively reach to their phones, laptops with desire comes calling. Furthermore, unnatural strong explosions in the rewards center uh, and pleasure evoke unnatural strong degree of habitation in the brain. Uh, such and such explains. Uh, pornography satisfies everyone on their pre prerequisite pre prerequisites for neural uh, neuroplastic change when uh, pornography boasts uh, that they are pursuing oh sorry when pornographers boast that they are pursuing the envelope by introducing new harder themes uh, what they don't say is that that they must because their customers are building up a tolerance to the content mm. which makes sense if we're if they're yep. If they're equating it to substance abuse, right. you got to do harder and harder drugs. To keep that high. Yep. Mm -hmm. To keep you in that state. After a while, certain things, yep. things that you started with, they don't, they're right. not satisfying that appetite anymore. No. Mm. Craving bigger and better. Like, yeah. Things are like, you want the stronger stuff. That's yeah. harder to. Yeah. And it's like it's saying here, porn scenes like addictive substances are hyper-stimulating triggers that lead to unnaturally high levels of dopamine secretion. This can damage the dopamine reward system and leave it unresponsive to natural sources of pleasure. This is why users that begin to experience okay. difficult in achieving arousal with a physical partner, mm. which is hilarious. Not hilarious, but like, it's so funny because we're experiencing the same thing with social media, right? The constant dopamine flooding our brain, right? Our mm. levels. And there's so many studies about this. Um, I think there's a really interesting guy that I listen to from time to time named Andrew Huberman, um, where he talks about going on dopamine fast, understanding dopamine, how it affects the brain. Um, and porn, obviously, is a massive area. Uh, but just social media, how we're constantly flooding our brains and we're living at just unhealthy levels of dopamine. Because dopamine allows us to, uh, one of the things it does is it allows us to have, what's what I'm looking for, like encouragement, motivation mm -hmm. to pursue that thing, right? Like back in the day when, you know, they say when we we're hunter-gatherers, like there was that dopamine remembering, oh, this is what it was like to eat. So then I'm going to be encouraged to go. Or like nowadays, this is what it felt like to pursue a physical relationship with somebody, a romantic mm -hmm. relationship. But why? Or this is what it felt like to pursue whatever, a dream, X, Y, and Z, blah, blah, blah. blah. We're becoming so flooded with dopamine, whether it's um, porn, internet, cell phones, et cetera, that that is slowly declining and, and then you have more of the people that are living in their parents basements and and think about it even before the internet really became like the biggest thing and became just like everyone uses it yeah even back then dealing with the types of forms yeah. of pornography you still had to put in work like oh, i yeah, yeah. don't necessarily have that experience of it because i was just born you had in to the track internet. it down man but like, <laughs> people, like i mean people had to go to what like video stores yeah. or people had to go yep. to strip yep. joints or what like you still had to put in work even i think back in like like early civilization times people had to make those sculptures like, right. like someone had to paint those paintings like right. yeah, like yeah, yeah. The, like those things like 
they still required, I think, an effort and, and a work to where, like, if you were going to do this, you had to be, like, committed to, like, right. <laughs> going all the way. Nowadays, with, with, with anything, it is so, like, accessible. And mm-hmm. so much of it is accessible. Before, there, oh, if you wanted to go and get a Playboy or go and get a video or a DVD, like, you had to go and pay a price. So it was like, if you were really serious about the things that you, like, you yeah. wanted, yeah. you had to pay a price for it. Mm-hmm. Like, Joints, like you have to pay a price for that. Like, nowadays, you live in a place where social media, just the internet in general, sites, so much is free, so much is accessible. It's like, well, everything is literally in my fingertips right now. I can, there's no need, there, there's no price in that. And so it makes it so normal. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, oh, this is just a thing that we can kind of just, to where everyone that's born in the internet age it's a weird thing where it's like with so many things, it's like, oh, I can just find something online. Whether it's a date, whether it's a site <laughs> or porn, whether it's like it's it's the instant gratification. Well, it's like you get yeah, like yeah. <laughs> I mean, here's the thing, here's some of the things they're associating with um conditions that frequently co occur with pornography addiction include depression, anxiety, social anxiety, mood disorders, sexual addiction. Uh, substance whoop, substance use disorders, memory problems, smoking, tobacco use, erectile dysfunction. That's just from, and that's the thing is there, um, it has a little interesting thing in here. It says, uh, uh, however, okay, so I think it says right here, it says, uh, other surveys back these numbers up. A study from 2012 found that men's porn use can lower self-esteem, and that's from 2012, self-esteem of their wives and girlfriends. Infrequent porn use does not negatively affect marriage and other romantic relationships as much. However, more frequent, um, uh, however, the more frequently men view porn, the more insecure and unhappy their female partners tend to become. Hmm. About okay. 56% of divorce proceedings cite to an obsessive internet in pornography websites. Conversely, other studies show that women who use porn themselves tend to have higher sex quality. I don't know if I agree with that one, but, <laughs> um, but yeah, no, it's interesting is they're saying, oh, it's infrequent, but it, it's not infrequent anymore. It's not. Like, I feel like it's probably gone up since the pandemic, honestly. Oh, 100%. Like, think about yeah, your house. I wanted to see the stats before oh, the pandemic. Because think yeah. about it, because people, it we're already in the internet <laughs> age. People right. are already addicted to their phones already and already kind of isolating themselves as it is. You have a whole global... <laughs> Right. Crisis where everyone is forced to stay in their house for a year or two. Right. What does that do? And then uh-huh. the, and you have uh-huh. people already dealing with depression. Some people are already dealing with anxiety. Someone already dealing with loneliness. Yeah. How are they going to cope? If they're already coping with certain things, that's probably going to push them even more. <laughs> yeah. And like, well, and some people, they're like, oh, well, now I have more time because I'm here in the house. Like, yeah. It's, uh, it's probably even crazier. Okay, so here we go. So more brain stuff. Beyond dysfunction. The desensitization, desensitization, can't even talk, of our <laughs> reward cir- circuitry sets the stage for sexual dysfunction to develop. But the repercussions don't end there. Studies show that changes in the transmission of dopamine can facilitate depression and anxiety. In agreement with this observation, poor consumers report greater depressive symptoms, lower quality of life, and poor mental health um, compared to those who don't watch porn. The other compelling finding in this study is that compulsive porn 
consumers find themselves wanting and needing more porn. No surprise. Mm -hmm. Even though they don't necessarily like it. This this disconnect between wanting and liking it is a hallmark feature of reward circuitry dysregulation. Following a similar line of inquiry, researchers at the Max Planck Institution in Berlin, Germany, found that higher porn use correlation with less brain activation in response to conventional pornography imagery. This explains why users tend to graduate to more extreme unconventional forms of porn, which we were talking about in the last episode. Pornhub analytics reveal that conventional sex is decreasingly interesting to users and is becoming replaced by themes like incest and violence. Which again, go back to this episode 75. We said all the same stuff. Um, that's just our, and that is just from our our observations of our own lives. So mm-hmm. um, here's what's interesting too. The perpetuation of sexual violence online is particularly troubling as rates of real-life incidents may escalate as a result. Some scientists attribute this relationship to the action of mirror neurons. These brain cells are aptly named because they fire when the individual performs an action, but also while observing the same action performed by someone else. Yeah, these reasons of the brain are active while someone is viewing porn. Uh, viewing porn are the same regions of the brain that are active while the per- person is act- actually having sex. Um, Marco Blah Blah, a professor of psychiatry at the University of California, speculates that these, uh, these systems have the potential to spread violent behavior. The mirror mechanism in the brain also suggests that we are automatically influenced by what we perceive thus proposing a plausible neurobiological mechanism for cognitive and violent behavior. Though, though speculative, these suggestions associated between porn, mirror neurons, and the increased rate of sexual violence serve as an ominous warning. While porn consumption may not drive viewers to harming extremes, it's, it's likely to change their behavior in other ways. I mean, that doesn't surprise me whatsoever. Mm. Yeah, if you're, and it goes back to what you were saying is, it sets us up for unrealistic expectations. Like, even if you're not even getting to, like, the more violent stuff, right? Like you said, like, oh, my sex life is going to be this. We're going to do this. We're going to do this. Or Mm. my sexual partner, wife, whatever, is going to look like this and want to do this or treat me like this. And it's like, you know, and again, like, I, looking back, I would say one of the things that most affected me is is the the end scene in porn, the money shot, mm-hmm. right? How, and this is, for warning, this might get a little graphic, but this is, I just remember this so vividly. And I would say this is, this has affected me and carried over into my sexual relationships is um, it's that scene about how you are domineering over her and then you're finishing all over her, Right. It's this weird control dominance, mm-hmm. like we were talking about in the last episode, that somehow I think I need that. And that's that's <laughs> not reality. <laughs> <laughs> right. And it's just it's just super weird. And uh like there are so many things that I think about how porn has affected me. So 
so let's move. Uh, so this is some of the brain stuff, right? Let's, so let's say, Ben, kick us off. So let's say I'm a dude. I'm not necessarily a Christian. Mm-hmm. Why, would I, why should I stop looking at porn? In your experience. Because over time, it, it completely skews your reality of what sexual intimacy is. Um, yeah. I, I mean, I, uh, I, I don't know if there's yeah. really much else to say after yeah. all the stuff we're reading. So, right. Anthony, anything I else to add to that? I think, aside from... You you don't feel great afterwards. Like if you were really being honest with yourself, if you were to really t- like yeah. like I said, like s- step back and mm-hmm. really like from a regular mm-hmm. standpoint, look at what you're typing up, what you're right. seeing, what images, what videos that you have on your phone. Like, oh, like what the heck? And why is it like so much? Why is it this? Why like mm-hmm. that? That doesn't feel right. Also, I feel like also when getting kind of trapped in it you start looking at every woman as like a sexual object like so much so right you fantasize like yep. oh like oh she into what would i do with that and and you're just like oh like and, and it becomes mm-hmm. so weird to where and it actually brings up made me think while having this conversation kanye west a couple years ago mm. uh he put out this song on this album called uh violent crimes where he talks about how like dudes are pimps, dudes are players. Yeah, these yeah. are all these like disgusting things until dudes have daughters. And mm. he talked about how he was listening to all these things. And you like if you listen to his music for a while, like there was a point where like he was like, oh yeah, like I'm like doing this and doing this and all that mm-hmm. stuff. And I'm looking at girls like this and all that stuff. But he talks about how like when he had his like first daughter and mm-hmm. he has another one how like that whole mindset change of that like well wait a minute i was looking at women all types of way and now i have yep yeah help bring yep. one yep. into this right. world mm-hmm. and he's like he talks about how like he hopes his daughter has more of a body like his instead of his mom <laughs> instead of her mom's like <laughs> and, and uh-huh. he's like grow up like mine more like <laughs> not like <laughs> and he's like uh-huh. why well, you'd be treated well and everything but it made me think like and Interesting question for you guys. I think getting out of it, I think because since you guys both have daughters, like how does that, how does that, how has that shaped your, your view on it? And how's that shaped your, like your mindset of like going across it? Cause beforehand, obviously you're a regular dude, like bam, 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 well, whatever, having daughters yourselves, like how's, how's that shaped your mindset on? I know it got super Yeah, real. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> got super it's good though. It's, it's, yeah. I mean, obviously I think Ben and I, we, we've been Christians for a long time. So, and I don't want to speak for you, Ben, but um, so I think that we've been thinking about that long before we had daughters, right? And I just know, I just know how it's affected me mm-hmm. when I think about it, and how then I obviously perceive their mother, like because all of that up until you know getting married, because it was about six months before we got married that I told Lindsay I was still struggling with porn. Um, before but you got married. Before I got okay. married. Um, but at that point, it was pretty much the last time I've looked at porn. Um, you know, other than like maybe random shit popping up on my phone, whatever. It's, I mean, it's everything because, the, okay, so so I wanted to read this thing because this last little bit um, is I think this is partly what fuels some of the things is you lose 
so much respect for the opposite sex. Mm. You lose so much. Just, yeah, you just. Your, the power imbalance becomes weird to the point where, like this is saying, kind of what I was saying before, is articles talking, this, this section of articles talking about how it, we tend to view women as super submissive and men as super dominant, right? Because of that, mm-hmm. generally what's happening in these sexual acts, right? Um, in most of it. And then it's becoming inherently problematic uh, so this one, it says the most dominant, popular, and accessible pornography contains messages and behaviors about sex, gender, and power, and the pleasure that are deeply problematic. In particular, the physical aggression, slapping, choking, gagging, hair pulling, and verbal aggression, such as name calling, that's predominantly done by men to their female partners. And it just all fuels this so unhealthy view of women to where, and don't get me wrong. In your marriage, do whatever the hell you want, right? Like, knock yourself mm-hmm. out as long as you're both on the same page. Um, but to me, it didn't it didn't change when I had daughters, for me personally, because I was already on that journey beforehand. Right. Um, I just know that, like, so let me back up. I'm kind of, I'm sorry, I'm kind of gathering my thoughts here. The biggest thing, one of the biggest things that I think porn does is it does not honor females. You don't honor yourself. Right obviously, but then you don't honor the opposite sex um, because of all the things that we talked about for the past hour, hour and a half. All the things it does to you, all the things that it brings up in your brain, leads you to believe, constantly you're programming yourself. And I would be interested to find out about, you know, after looking at porn since I was 12 till I was 35, or no, uh, sorry, we married, till I was 30, 32, um, how that shaped my perception of women, how it shaped my perception of all those things, and then how much of that am I then now working out now without even realizing it? It'd be interesting to see that study. Um, mm. And they're starting to find these things um, because I think in the context of marriage, knock yourself out. Like if you want to, you know, whatever fantasies you want to explore with your wife, or husband or whatever, that's, that's for the most part, I think that's between you and them, right? I don't think there's anything wrong with that. So that's the biggest thing though, is it's how you view women. They're no longer, you know, um, fearfully and wonderfully made just as men are. They're no longer special in God's eyes. They're no longer any of those things because all that is stripped away and it's simply just their bodies. What can they do to please me, etc. So, for me personally, I don't know if it's really changed since I've had girls, but what it's done, the big thing that it's done, um, not necessarily related to porn, but having girls is truly, truly realizing how special that they are mm. and being a dad, like how I want their future husbands to view them. I want their future husbands to view them as special and knowing that porn does the exact opposite of that, right? Um, yeah, I don't know if that answered your question. No, that was I just think, a thought. Like, yeah. If you want to add something, no, like, like you're you're talking about how a lot of that uh, affects women, but we know that there's porn now that caters even to. I mean, I didn't know the statistics on the number of women that watch porn, but now we know that there's porn that caters to to women as well. So, yep. does does 
that sort of porn then objectify the, the, the men? Is, is the same thing that happens to the man's brain happening to the woman's brain where men are no longer, you know? I wouldn't doubt it. Or it does something mm-hmm. different because men are so visual, mm-hmm. right? We're so visual. And I think, and that's the thing, is that piece, I wouldn't say, I think it's been tailored to men for so long because if you think about it, men are naturally a bit more dominant, right? Because, you know, at least from a Christian standpoint, we were created first, right? We're all these things. We're the leaders, right? And I don't mean dominant like, but we're just, you know, we're naturally right. more the leaders, right? Mm-hmm. So it, it feels that part. We're naturally more, I think at times, in control or built to be in control. So it feels that. So it feels all these things that are naturally men. We're naturally more visual. Mm-hmm. We're naturally all these things on a base level, when in a healthy level, is all fine. But when you start pushing it to these crazy extremes, it just fuels us to an unhealthy thing. So I think the I think the the data will mm-hmm. be interesting in the next twenty years coming out about how it's affecting women and what it's doing to them. And even thinking about it, there's been things that have been catered to women that like I think we don't think about like there there is a there's a playgirl. Oh sure, there's playgirl. Well, not only that, but mm-hmm. it's like Fifty Shades of Grey. That's what I was, was going to say. Mm-hmm. Little Erotica. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is huge. Like that's yeah, yeah, yeah. That's literally Little Erotica. Yeah, that's <laughs> so what they, funny. that's what it's called. That's mm-hmm. funny. It's it's literally porn in book form mm-hmm. to where I'm like. Who who is really watch who is really reading Fifty Shades of Grey? Yeah. Not mm-hmm. dudes. <laughs> like like, yeah, right. like, like there, there's such there's it may have not been visual. Yeah. Well, they have their own form of porn, like rom coms, all these things. Yeah. And so like yeah. that, but like reading it and and like and and descriptive and detail, like in the words and mm-hmm. certain ways that are like different in that way. That was that's something that is highly catered to them to where like they're like, oh yeah, there's like certain books mm-hmm. and. Mm-hmm. That, like they read them, I'm like guys aren't picking up books and reading and being like, oh yeah, <laughs> like yeah. oh they so and so did what to so and so? Oh okay, like yeah. no, right. like <laughs> well again, I think it just all this stuff, whether it's you know traditional pornography, internet porn, um, literatica, uh, <laughs> you know like <laughs> romantic comedies, all these things. I see it. I see it doing a couple things. Is it's playing on our natural things. Women mm-hmm. naturally want a few things. Men naturally want a few things, right? And it's taking us to the point where we are no longer seeing each other as the, as the, the, the I don't want to say object, excuse me, not the objects, but like the way that God created us. Mm-hmm. It's totally, the main thing it does, I think, is it, I mentioned earlier, is it totally strips away all sense of honor for the God, for the creation that you are. You know, obviously we've been talking about that a lot, how it does to women, but I think it does the same thing to men. And all these things, the way society now is it's preying on the most natural parts of us and it's distorting it to such extremes that when we do come together, mm-hmm. I wouldn't be surprised if all these things are feeling so many dysfunctional relationships because we don't know how to freaking interact with each other. Mm-hmm. We think that women are these sexual objects and they're going to do all these things and we're going to dominate them and all these things in these sexual manners and women think that men are um, maybe going to do some of the same things to them but then are going to be romantic and do all these things and chase after them and it's like we're already become, seeing that yeah exactly we're becoming mm-hmm. so more I mean our country's that way naturally but now women and men are just being pushed further and further away because these natural tendencies that we have are being so distorted and I mean it makes sense it makes total sense 
but it'd be interesting to see more of the data that right. comes out because you're not well, wrong. I feel like so. it's, yeah, I feel like it's, it's down the road, it's going to affect women uh, a lot more as well. Or if not, uh, you know, if it doesn't already, yeah, sure. it has, because yeah. I've, I've heard of women that can no longer get off with a man. Yeah. And, Same thing for the guys. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And yeah. they need their toys. Yeah. Right. And so, yeah, it's, it's affecting women just as, just as bad. Well, and that's the thing. And I think that also, we don't have time to get into this necessarily, but that also leads into the idea of control mm -hmm. because I can do X, Y, and Z to pleasure myself. It's the same thing for the woman. Mm -hmm. I can do X, Y, and Z to pleasure myself. I know exactly how I want to do it. Mm -hmm. I know exactly what works for me. Yeah, I don't right. have to build a bond and relationship with somebody to get to that point. And if I'm with so-and-so, there's no guarantee that that's going to be yeah. as good as if I'm, yeah. <laughs> because you've already built up what works for you and yeah. already gone as far as you can with you. So in the room, it's someone's like, why do I need you? Like, yeah. mm -hmm. just a, it's a sad and dangerous place. Well, to be. And that's <laughs> the thing about the porn or the masturbation topic, which we can get into another time that I think is so funny about in the Christian world. Like, are you dumb? Like mm. the whole Christian faith is about, it's not about me. It's about Jesus. It's about my mm -hmm. community. It's about my neighbors. It's about loving everything else. And masturbation is selfish. It's inherently mm -hmm. about you. Right. So why would we think that even remotely, even if you're not having lustful thoughts that it's okay, like, are you, are you dense? Like, right. go back it just to like, I blows think, my mind. Like, mm. how because it's not necessarily fully talked about, and at least by name, yeah, yeah, exactly. They're where like, oh, it's the kind of the gray area, but then yeah. it's like, you even if you even try to look that up, what's the position? Nine times out of ten, if not ten times out of ten, you're gonna see, like, no, if it, it's coming from a place of uh -huh. lust mm -hmm. and adultery and just like all the stuff, like. Yeah, no, it's not. <laughs> well, and that's what's what's what I've discovered is going into sex now is a lot of it isn't necessarily about you. You know, if you're coming it from a standpoint from each of you, like, okay, I'm going to come into this, like, I'm going to help, you know, connect, pleasure my partner, all these things, and then you're coming through and doing the the bond, like everything. It's everything in the world is trying to destroy that. And there's so many other things we're going to talk about offline. And I have a few ideas for future mm -hmm. episodes that we can talk about. Um, okay. So going back to what I said to you two is if this is the case that we have made, whether you're a Christian, non-Christian, whatever, these are all the things. And that's the thing, whether you're Christian or non-Christian, these are all the reasons why you should not watch porn. Mm -hmm. All of these things that we just talked about. And I think that, Again, if you're a guy listening, you probably know this. Yeah, yeah. Already. I don't think it's, <laughs> I think it's like, oh, this is all surprising. Like inherently, you've just either experienced some of these things, you've seen some of these things in your community. Um, and I would say the biggest thing, if you were a guy not looking at porn, so if you have a buddy, you want to send him this section of the podcast, uh, is what do you want your future to look like? Right? Because mm -hmm. we talked about this in 74, episode right. 74 about you know, how do you want your future to look like? And I think that's the big thing is porn distorts that. It does all the things that we listed off. Unrealistic expectations, weird fantasies, mm -hmm. not to mention some of It robs you of the real thing. Robs you of the real thing. That's that's a big part and of it. And that's the yeah, thing. It robs I think, you of the real thing. Yeah. Robs you the, and in so many of the non-Christian right. non world is seeing that now. Like you said, mm -hmm. No Not November, all these things. Men are abstaining from porn because... You can, even if you're like this person who's super sexually active, you have to see the effect that it's having on those interactions. Mm -hmm. And and that's the thing is it like it makes it like, what do you want? No one, I think, goes into a marriage expecting to get divorced or wanting it divorced. 
And marriage is hard enough as is. So if your future goal maybe is to want to be married one day, maybe have a family, whatever, why would you make all that situation harder? Or if like your future, if your situation is to become a powerful CEO, build a business, whatever, Mm -hmm. why would you want to then reduce your experience with an actual physical person? Because clearly it does that. And it clearly it does affects your mood. It makes you depressed. It changes how you look like, or it puts these unrealized expectations that you need to be all these things. When in reality, your physical partner doesn't want that. Mm -hmm. So it's like, just go back and listen to all the things that we talked about. Like there is no good case to look at porn. Not one. And especially as a Christian person, stop it. It's okay to ask for help. It's okay. Okay, Except so let's talk about selfishness. that. Yeah, yeah. Let's, because right. again, we could, we could want, there's so many different like rabbit trails and all these things like that we could go into. So now this last 15 minutes or so, how do we stop looking at porn? Whether you're a Christian, non-Christian, whatever, I think some of the tactics are the same. How do we stop looking? Admit at to it. Yeah, for one, like right? You like, gotta be yeah. open, yeah. open, and address yeah, you gotta be it. Open to it because that's the thing. That's why it it continues to happen because it's so. It like I said in the last episode, it it's such an isolating event. Happens in the dark, yes. so to speak. It, mm-hmm. Yeah, like it happens in the dark. Like it's only you doing it, and it makes you feel. Like you're the only person that's doing it, and if you were to bring it up, everyone's just gonna look at you like ostracize you, and you're gonna feel like an outcast. Like, oh, I'm the only one. It makes you feel like you're the only one. When in reality, everyone does. <laughs> yeah, but it's still, but somehow it's you. It still makes you feel like you're the only one through shame, through it guilt, all this you. stuff. Yeah, and so it, it's one of those things where it's always kind of the taboo, ta- like subject. Maybe not in the world nowadays, like as as much as it has been, because I feel like now everyone's like, well, everyone looks at it, so blah, blah, blah. Like Mm -hmm. that blanket statement. But I feel like it's one of those things where it's like, because people don't talk about it, or it's because it's a hush hush, like, oh, do it behind closed doors, whatever. So no one knows. If I can hide it, why do I need to bring it out Mm -hmm. and address it? No one knows I'm doing this no one sees the effects hopefully like you know mm-hmm. so it's one of, one of those things i think but bringing it out in the open and being like hey <laughs> i'm doing this I'm yeah. doing this yeah, yeah. And, mm-hmm. that, and being like okay like understanding and having grace because i feel like that's the thing i feel like it's so why people don't talk about it is because they feel like they're going to get the judgment head on mm-hmm. and feel like they're never the shame and guilt that they already feel people are going to put that on them mm-hmm. also Yep. And, it, and yep. it's a it's a very, I think it's a very dramatic feeling. So that's why people keep it hush hush. But I think talking about it, having grace for the person, but then not allowing it to stay there, because I think people are now reaching the point in the world where it's like, hey, you looking at this? It's okay, and like, you're not the only one. But they leave it there. Yeah, yeah. they just leave it there, mm-hmm. and they're like, it's like, hey, you're looking at this. I'm looking at this. All right, like, <laughs> there's yeah, grace. Yeah. Hey, it's all right. But let's let's find a way to not do this. Yeah. Here's the reason why it's not okay. And having those conversations when those come along, I think are so important to be like, this is why you probably shouldn't or shouldn't continue watching this because this is like, you may not realize this now, but the effects are definitely going to have their consequences later on yeah. by what how you view things, how you fantasize when you're with, 
in an actual relationship or with an actual partner doing stuff, mm-hmm. you think, oh, yeah, I'm going to do X, Y, and Z. Yeah, and then yeah. you get to the real thing and you're like, like, it affects all these different areas that you may not even realize yet. And then these are the consequences of it. And you just want more and more and more stuff. And having an actual dialogue about it and being like, well, this, and also being like, yeah. well, let's work on not <laughs> doing mm-hmm. it. Yeah. I think like it's, well, it's, 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 I think it's any addiction, right? You have to first admit that you have it, like mm-hmm. you were saying, um, and then find a community slash accountability, like you're saying, mm-hmm. I think hundred percent, like that was been one of the biggest things that I have found success with is being open and honest, because like you said, it drives you into a solid, uh, the solid, like what I'm looking for the isolation view where you're only person struggling with it. You don't want it to come to light, mm-hmm. blah, 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 especially in the Christian world, which is like, come on, quit being dumb after all this time. All guys are struggling with it. Like, let's get over this. Um, but the big thing is, uh, some of the big things that where I found success is, especially now with all the things we're connected to is finding a good internet filter. 100%. Like, and you have to be honest with yourself. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. set that up. Because it, it, it's different for everyone, but it's like, well, hey, like, let me get, like, if you have to get rid of X, Y, and Z. Yeah. How bad do you want to get rid of it? Mm-hmm. Right? It's like, it's no different than struggling with alcoholism. You're not going to keep alcohol in your house. Right? You get yeah. rid of it. Right? Or then you're not going to go do the things, or at least tempted. You're not going to go to the bar. You're not going to do all these things. And you have to make, you have to want the change in order to do, to have it be different. So whether you're a Christian, non-Christian, what do you want? Right. And realizing that this is having a much bigger effect on me than I realized future relationships mm-hmm. and Christians know this, but as a non-Christian, you should fully realize this, take a, take an inventory and like, how is this really affecting me? Mm-hmm. Um, but then wanting something different, internet filters, browsers, whatever, that's huge. Also find a hobby and activity. Like, because that's yeah. the thing, like the time that you spend looking, searching, mm-hmm. viewing, doing, like what can you do instead of yeah. that? Mm-hmm. Because yeah. there's times where like, hey, maybe Saturday night, you're chilling, you're a single mm-hmm. guy in an mm-hmm. apartment, nothing to do. And you're like, well, I got no plans. It's on the computer. This is my phone. Like, yep. Yep. Because, and you can, that can be your whole day. Yep. And, right. and so it's like, what what are the things that you can actively be like, actually, nah. Like, yeah. Who can I call up real real quick and be like, let's let's go hang out. Let's yeah, like, right. let's go to the movies or well, like, let's go, like figures out what triggers you. Mm-hmm. Figures out what triggers you. Whether like you just said, like, am I bored? Am I this? Am I that? Whatever. It's am easy I, to the Am I scrolling on Instagram and all of a sudden a girl's fat butt pops up and that triggers me to want mm-hmm. to go do or whatever it is. Um be aware of those things. You have to figure out what triggers you and then get in front of it. You don't right. want to be on the defensive because often you fail that battle. Um, you try to, and yeah, you trying to do it yourself. <laughs> yeah. I had a buddy that would tell me, he's like, whenever I got triggered, I would drop and do pushups or I loved your thing. It's like, call somebody, go yeah. out for a walk, go do right. something because idle hands are the devil's playground, as mm-hmm. we all know. And that particular is not meant such... to do life alone because no, you do. Yeah, it's like you can't be alone. You got to find accountability. You got to be honest with somebody. Right. And then, like I said, if you're a non believer, find a buddy that's on the same path as you. Like, hey, I don't want to do this anymore because I don't want to have all these later effects in my life. How do I, how do we work together to do these things? There's amazing resources out there. Um, and uh, yeah, I mean, anything you want to add to that? 
No, I think just being honest about it and yeah. and finding community and finding a friend that you can confide in that can walk you through it. Yeah. But finding so a mentor, cool. like yeah. we've talked about that so yeah. often. Um, and I loved what you were saying is like, if it does happen, don't be so rough on yourself. Don't live yourself in shame and guilt right. because then that turns into isolation. Then that just keeps the cycle going. So, and some of them, also, you just keep, yeah, you just keep going. Right. Yeah, also yeah. Ask, ask yourself, is this what I want for the rest of my life? Because yeah, yep. once you're is, right, once you're yep. in it, like that's you're gonna keep doing that. Would, for the rest you of ask life. that question, yeah, like ten years from now, twenty years from right. now, thirty years from now. I'm just, like, yeah. especially when you do maybe get married, you're right. not gonna want to hide that from your spouse. I guarantee, whether you're Christian or not, that's gonna destroy you. Mm -hmm. So, like it, like that. Is already like, oh man, like, like, yeah, <laughs> like yep. I got to tackle yeah. this now. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah, that's yeah. good, man. Yeah, and uh, well, you brought up the question of, okay, do you do you want your kids involved in this, right? Like, is this is this something that how oh, would yeah. you feel? You never if, answered that question, right? Like, how would you feel if if your kids were involved in that? Mm. Like, would would that would that make you happy? And yes. if not, then you gotta fix your shit. Because right? like, certain, certain yeah. things, even I mean, like in the, in the Christian world, like but like just like generationally, mm -hmm. things like trickle yep. down. Yeah, and like I I I thought about that where I'm like I don't want like I yeah. got entangled with it, and for a while I was fine. Mm -hmm. Like obviously, like because I was a teenager, I was like, okay, cool, sure. like whatever. Like I'm not doing anything outside of this. I'm like it's fine. Thinking about it and how like. Okay, I'm in this web that I thought I could get myself out of uh -huh. by myself. Uh -huh. I think everyone thinks that, like, oh yeah, like I can tiptoe around, and people may warn you, like, oh yeah, like this, it's a big rabbit hole, and you're like, oh, it's fine, I'll, I'll exit whenever I want, I can mm -hmm. stop whenever I want, and it's like you know, you just keep going deeper and deeper and deeper, and so you're in this web and you're trying to untangle yourself, and it's like, oh dang, I keep trying to untangle myself, and somehow I end up getting more tangled every time I do. And so, like, I actually get real with people and be like, okay, like, let's let's do something about it. Thinking about it, like, when I have kids, I'm like, I don't want them going through this, uh -huh. that feeling. I don't mm -hmm. want, like, feeling of shame and guilt afterwards, feeling super isolated, feeling like now every person that they look at is just a sexual object. And that's mm -hmm. all that it is. Like, it's such a, like, robbing feeling. I'm like, and I don't want to feel like I'm the, like, if they get that, it's because I didn't deal with things mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and I allowed it to happen. Yeah. The other thing like, I was, mm -hmm. I was thinking about two other things is, I know we already kind of talked about this, but I want to bring it up again, is another reason that I, another thing I think is happening probably, um, or is going to continue to happen is when we were talking about how customized porn is becoming now, I think it's going to create more confusion, mm. meaning like someone who wouldn't necessarily want to explore like you know homosexual things can now has access to it, like oh i wonder what that's mm -hmm. like or transgenderism or right. really weird shit or girl and girl is like so or yeah girl and girl or so bestiality or so like, normalized yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, in that. and i think that it that's part of what i think it does is is like some of the things either we were never meant to see don't need to see or whatever just creates all this really weird confusion it opens, so, gateway. It opens up a and, labyrinth yeah. yeah and that's the thing is the reason why i'm saying that is it leads to my next point is if you want to become married one day right or if you are married or whatever this again christian non-christian um it will affect you 100 percent, right it's no different than unfortunately having sexual partners right like we were talking about in the last episode i can recall 
not that I do, but like as I'm sitting here thinking about it, I can recall porn that I have seen 20 years ago, mm-hmm. 15 years or 25 years ago. I guess I'm the old now, but, uh, <laughs> and that's, what's crazy is it will affect you in mm-hmm. some way, shape or form, whether it's prolonged, all the things we said, whether it's short term, whether it's now putting images in your head of somebody else that you, cause here's the big thing is take a step back and let's say you're in a relationship with somebody. Do you want that person thinking about somebody else or something else while they're having intercourse or relationship yep. with you. Right. Of course not. Mm. Right. Mm. So then why are we doing it to them? Right. Because this is a guy's podcast. Let's be real. So and think about that. Like, and then, and so from a girl, so, so thinking about girls, that's someone else's little girl. Mm-hmm. That, which uh, is crazy. Yes. Like, right. I think it's super weird to think about. Yeah. Yeah. Cause and, it's true. And honestly, have we ever really thought about that? Like, yep. probably mm-hmm. not. Yeah. It's like, I, of course, would never, ever, ever, ever want my girls to go through that experience. That. Mm-hmm. And the other thing that we didn't even touch on is nowadays, because it's becoming so prevalent, all these things, all the sex trafficking, all the abuse that goes into it, all these women that don't probably really want to be there, but then become trapped, yada, 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 yada. And then like when people say like, oh, women should have the option to be sex workers, all this kind of stuff. I'm like, you are an effing moron. Talk to some <laughs> of them because there's some out there that actually- I'm sorry, I had to say that, but like- they, mm. they were in it and then they're like, no, I don't like it. Like there's actually one that's actually now a pastor. Mm. Yeah. There, there's one that, that yeah. was a Like she did it for like maybe like two, the like four years or whatever. Mm-hmm. She did it for, for a while and like was like pretty famous. And at some point she was like, no, I can't. Like mm-hmm. I can't do this anymore. The, how I feel- and everything like that. And it took a while to get mm-hmm. that off. And so now she's like the huge advocate of like, no, we cannot do this. And she'll bring up the like the statistics and everything about how it affects the mind. And she she was like an adult actress. That, okay. Yeah. Wow. But like, but oh, like, yeah. That's there's. And then she's a pastor now. Yeah. And she's like, she's going like, no, like someone that was in it. Someone that was doing it. Like, mm-hmm. yeah. and, like a performer. Like, no, like. I know what it does to the viewer, but I know what it like. Oh, wow. Like, yeah. it, it's no. Like, well, then, like, I have, uh, I have friends that were missionaries in Eastern Europe and how a lot of those countries have legalized prostitution. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, you've got to be stupid to think that that is people aren't going to be preyed upon. People are, I mean, I would, I would wonder the people that are actually voluntarily there are probably like less than 5%. Mm-hmm. Like especially in those areas, or like like right. even, it's just it's, like, it's any I of that. Need the money, yeah. And, and we didn't even were... touch upon that. Like that's a whole another basket of of things. But like, what what do you want for your life? And then this this point is not going to help you exactly. And then what do you <laughs> want for your future relationship or relationships or whatever how you want to view it? Because it will affect it, unfortunately. And they're so like a lot of times it probably will just prolong it because you're spending all your time on it. Yeah. And it's, it's, we just scratch the surface with so many of these things coming from dudes that have went through this, have experienced with this, have battled with this and all dudes do, um, run, run. Like as the Bible says, Mm -hmm. that was, that's some of the best advice I've ever come across is like, when I come into that things, run, huck your phone, run, run away, call somebody, go for a run, actual run. (laughs) Kind of like have someone to have accountability with. Yeah, that's a huge and, one. It's a great and place to find start. Find an activity. Find something. What is it that you want to do in life? What are you passionate about? 
what time have you spent doing <laughs> porn, porn, social media? Like, yeah. it doesn't even matter at yeah, this point. Like, yeah, yeah. X, Y, and Z, you can fill in the blanks if you want, that you could be spending doing something else that's going to prolong you and make you happier later on in life. Yeah. 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 That's episode 75? Six. 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 Thank you. <laughs> Ooh, and I'm going to have so wrong. There's mountains of data about all this stuff on the internet. You can search it for yourself. Um, if you know someone who's struggling, reach out to them. Be that accountability person for someone. Be that mentor to somebody. Of course, you can always reach out right. to us on the show, uh, Podcast at Gmail. Find us on social media. Uh, but you know what to do. If you know someone's struggling with this, going through this, or just someone needs to hear this conversation, share it with them. Episode 75 and 76. We talked all about it. Uh, we love you guys. Go check us out on all the places. We out. Yeah, there's...